0: Welcome! You're listening to the Bliss Tonic Podcast and I'm Michelle Anthony. I get to be your host for these weekly episodes where we explore what it's like to be a human. We explore what it is to reach for unity within the human experience. I use my background in yogic philosophy and mindfulness practices to help you live a more fulfilling life. This week I have a special guest, my dear friend and a longtime student of mine, Christy Lee. She has been such an inspiration to me on so many fronts and The main one that I have been just like so inspired by her is her parenting style and the way that she just embodies this um, deep mindfulness and connection with her kids. Always, it's a practice, yes. So this week we do dive into that topic, but we also talk about leading a more unconventional life or unschooling, unlearning how do we embrace our authenticity in a deeper way? How do we know what is authentic to us and not just what we have been told by society, not just what other people are doing and they are successful so we model ourselves after them? So this is a really deep inquiry on how can we know you're being authentic and how can we make moves on that so now that we know what is no longer serving us or what we truly truly want how do we have the courage to follow through on that even if it is especially if it is the opposite of what we are told we should do by family, by society, by culture, whatever it happens to be. So we dive into this topic as well as a little bit of inspiration around her conscious parenting style. And I hope you enjoy this episode and it serves as an expander for you if you are looking to make a change in your life, if you have a inkling that you are looking for change and you want the courage to follow through on it. Let's dive in. All right. I am here in person with my friend and yoga student for a long time Christine Langman she has been such an inspiration over the years in you know how to live differently specifically i've been really inspired by the way that she chooses to parent and she recently well i don't know how recently maybe a year ago a, or yes, something a year. a year um has decided to start homeschooling her children and I'm always learning from her style of parenting and specifically just unschooling in the way that shows up in her yoga classes, yoga private sessions, as well as in her family life. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. So can you just talk a little bit about your journey being a teacher and transition into being an entrepreneur? a yoga teacher, and a mom who homeschools her children. Tell me a little bit about Absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely. So I started out my path much like maybe many others do um, in high school, picked a career, picked something that I would go to college for, picked that career, got on that path, and just like really stuck on that path at first, feeling like I could only go forward, I couldn't really veer off. So to go forward and to improve, I did things like um, get my master's degree, get an administration degree in reading. And um, I kept moving forward that way, but I knew something was missing. Um, I wanted to connect deeper with students and I wanted to connect deeper with my own children at home in my own family. And I um, just started to feel um, constraints within the system. I started to feel like they're telling me I have to do things a certain way and it's not feeling right anymore. And I always knew I wanted to start my own business. I just didn't know what for. And I realized that I love, love, love um, just helping people figure out how to be their best selves and see their power within themselves. So I um, first decided I was going to leave teaching. I was actually um, in a semi-private session with Michelle, where I never knew that yoga could be so powerful until that point, because not only did we do asana, the physical practice, but we did so much journaling and so much digging into our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And there, I realized that I did want to leave my job and that even though I want to like one of my dreams is to change the school system as a whole I Feel like I could do that more from outside of the system than within so I made that decision I left my job and taught yoga and um, more for kids for adults for families for a year and decided I wanted more from my family as well so I had wanted to homeschool for quite a while. Um, It was difficult to get my husband on board. There's so many fears with it, Um, like especially them having a social life, which is actually hilarious because they have way more time for a social life now than they ever Mm -hmm. did before. Um, And we decided that that was what we both wanted. So we started homeschooling and I Found myself very much through this whole first year deconditioning myself from what school is supposed to look like. I would find myself going down this path of like we have to make sure we get all these subjects in each day and oh my goodness are they beating benchmarks and I would keep catching myself like wait a minute here this is exactly why you left the school world and why you didn't want your children there anymore. Like, I want them to learn how to learn, to love learning, and um, learn about themselves and be able to learn um, through making mistakes and not about always having to get things right. So it has been an adventure this first year for us Mm -hmm. learning. what learning means to us and how we want this to look in our family. It has been a lot of me letting go of perfectionism and um, doing things right to get the praise or feel good about myself.
0: Yeah, cool and I want to definitely dive more into like how you're doing things differently, but I just want I think that a lot of people when they start Having those questioning thoughts of like, ah, this doesn't feel right anymore for me, but they feel a little stuck. I want you to talk a little bit about those moments before you made the decision, and I just think, like, I see it so many times of the excuses we tell ourselves of, oh, my husband will never allow that, or I could never, because of financial reasons, or whatever it is, I just see it so often is we have so many excuses that keep us stuck. So can you talk a little bit about the moment before you decided, yes, I'm full on going for this? Like, what was what was that like emotionally? What kind of stuff came up for you to deal with? Yeah, there was so much
1: stuff. Um, first, I tried the whole, oh, well, I'll just talk with everybody about this.
0: Which (laughs) but my own, I already know what I want. (laughs)
1: Yes, and of course, like, that was so wrong because I would find myself then being like, well, I don't want to talk to that person because they're telling me this, and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't really need to talk Mm. to anybody else. So I I just kept thinking, um, okay, like, how is it going to be if I continue, if we continue things the way they are, how can they be? If we change things, what could happen? And I just kept seeing that change. The options were limitless. Like, could I fail? Yeah, I could fail, but I also could succeed far beyond what I'm doing now. Um, So, I really had to, the only person I had to talk to was myself, obviously my husband, but I had to talk myself into it. I had to like get clear as to like, why do I want this? What will this bring? Especially when it came to making this decision. Now I did include my boys in the decision, but bringing it to them, there was a lot of like guilt and shame I felt around like, is this a decision I can make for them? Or I want them to be able to make this decision. And how will this change their life? Like it was no longer Mm. just me. Um, So I really, I actually reached out to a stranger that I knew that was running a business from home and homeschooling her boys. That I met online, asked her if she um, could share her story with me. And just that I was thinking, and she was so awesome, she met with me, we did a video conferencing call online. and um, it was there I was able to talk to somebody that um, had the same belief side of it at least, so she could tell me truly the pros and cons and what it was like for her. And, I was just
0: like, yeah, that's the life I want. Hmm. So so you were actively seeking expanders, so people who were yeah. doing what you wanted to be doing and then getting that kind of validation as opposed to you can tell when you're seeking validation. When you do, you already deep down know, and yet you go around and ask certain people, what do you think? Do you think I should do this? What do you think about this? And, and when we have a big decision to make, It's it does have to come from within, and you already know based on what you want people to say, and you only tell people who are going to be in alignment with what you already want. It's so funny. I had when I decided to start doing uh, Rodan and Fields consulting, um, I was asked, you know, like if you were to flip a coin, that would be like, yes, I'm going to do this. No, I'm not going to do this, and you you know flip it in the air and before you look you know that you would be disappointed if it was a no then you already have you your answer and I feel like we do that but with people and we're like are they gonna say yes I should do this or are they gonna say no okay I'm only gonna tell the people who are gonna validate what I already know deep within but for whatever reason Well, I think it's because, you know, the Yoga Sutra says it's easier to see things outside of ourselves than within. So we seek that external validation where we know we're going to get the side people who side with us in what we already know.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that you use that language, an expander, because that's exactly what I said when I reached out to her. I was like, I think you're an expander for me. I was doing some, like, Lacey Phillips work and, like, looking for expanders so that was really and, the, and that's so mm-hmm. so true and I just knew that finding somebody that actually was doing it was going mm-hmm. to give me the real hey this is what it's like and that's really what I needed to know not should I do this or not like what is it
0: going to be like mm-hmm.
1: then I get to decide should I do this or not
0: and then not only that but what is it like for you so that yeah. you can also tweak it and say, oh, I think I would do this differently to have a different experience.
1: Absolutely, because that was one of my biggest fears at first. And I still find that sometimes is finding somebody else to reach out to is, okay, am I going to follow that person's dream or be my authentic mm. self? And finding not only people, but being trusting in myself to check in with me and be my true authentic self and do it my way, not another way just because.
0: That's so funny. And I think that that shows up in any time we're embarking on a new journey, we have an expander, like for instance, yoga, and you're in yoga training, you have a yoga teacher. And I think it just is is this way where we embody their qualities because they are an expander for us. And so we maybe t- teach like them or talk like them. I know I did with my teacher. And it, it, this, this happens in any area of life with like even Lacey Phillips, for example, you know, and then you feel like, oh, I should be doing something like that. And then you You start to discover what's authentic to you, and that's where the power and the magic is is when you can take inspiration without going down that path too far. You dip your toes in, you see how you have this tendency, tendency to like almost absorb what they're doing, and then catch yourself and ask, "What is authentic to me?" I love
1: that. I love that. And it's so relevant in so many areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's actually like, that's so much the message that I want to send about learning. Mm -hmm. That learning is not this like, oh, I gave you this information and now you know it, do it, here you are. That learning is learning bits and pieces as you go, playing with them often in a messy way, like Figuring them Mm -hmm. out, stumbling, um, learning from your what people might call mistakes or something like that, but like learning and growing and um, figuring it out your way. That's exactly like Mm -hmm. what learning is and that's exactly what I want to do is help people Be okay with like real learning that, and it's okay that in the beginning you're like, oh my goodness, this teacher does this and I really like that. And you you hang on to that for a little bit. And then you kind of like learn other things and you let go and you piece together your own beautiful thing. Mm,
0: That's so, I love that. And I think that's why I love yoga so much is that it's experiential science. And so not only are you learning, you're like, no, it's like somebody's talking to you. But usually in yoga, you're like, doing and absorbing it through your own experience and therefore it's different in you than it is in me and it's the same thing but we experience it differently and i think i love that that you take that and put it into learning in general because that's the opposite of what we do in schools right we're just like told something have to accept it as truth and then we have to regurgitate it over and over and over and it's about memorization versus experiential learning so can you talk a little bit about kind of like how you are doing how you're approaching homeschooling and then maybe like we'll segue into maybe like how you are parenting Mm -hmm. in general yeah
1: so Um, Homeschooling, okay, so even going back to that question, like in the beginning, um, so often we think we have to have a plan, like, okay, well, I'm going to learn this thing and this is my plan to get here and I have to follow this exact path. So doing that with learning, homeschooling with my boys, but even my own self as I make decisions, like this is kind of my end goal area. I don't know how I'm going to end up there, but I'm going to keep taking steps and see what happens along the way and learn through that, to let go of that, like, well, I have to accomplish X, Y, and Z to get there. Like, no, I don't really know what I need to accomplish yet to get there. So with my boys, what I did is I um, asked them, what do you guys want to learn to start the year out? And... The amazing thing was is they knew exactly the areas that they wanted growth in. Mm -hmm. And it was the same areas that I was, for the most part that I was thinking like, okay, like looking at what they know and where they wanna grow and exactly like what may be requirements for their grade level. Um, My oldest son wanted to learn, he is going into seventh grade. He wanted to learn about fractions, percentages and, decimals like how they all relate because he had been doing that in school and Mm -hmm. didn't really understand that and we took it to life so i approach unschooling as life learning we took it to life and we used it in a lot of like shopping figuring out best deals of things he loves football so like football stats sports stats like Mm -hmm. he brings them there to like rank players all the time Mm -hmm. he found his own ways to do it And what I had to let go of was that um, learning in school is done in subjects. And it's like you have to touch on each subject every day. And what we do is learning isn't in silos. Like there are no subjects. It's all like what is related to life. So as he's doing that, he's writing things and he might like work on that hardcore for a week and then like let that go and move into something else. And what I found is that He actually, because he's choosing the way and choosing what he wants to learn, we don't have to spend weeks and weeks like you would in a certain math chapter in school and drill it in all these different ways. He gets it, and through life, he's figuring out, we cut a pizza the other day, and he's like, Mom, can you cut it into eight pieces? And (laughs) he's like, because then we'll each, like, he's just talking all about it. How much we'll each get and all these things, like... He's bringing it to other situations without me. Like The other thing is, is as a teacher, I heard this quote, and I totally believe this, that um, teachers are going home at the end of the day exhausted. Like The wrong people are going home exhausted. If the kids are doing the learning and the growth, they should be the ones like leading and in charge a little bit of that, and mm-hmm. they should be the ones going home exhausted in a good way because yep. they have filled themselves up and grown and learned. And so I really try to like, I let them lead as much as I can.
0: Mm, That's amazing. And I think, so moving into parenting, I think you do that a lot in the way you parent. And I think it's been, it's been so inspiring to see the way that you put it in their hands so they understand. It's not just like, here's a rule. It's like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think is fair? How can we come to terms? And it really puts it in their court. So it's not like the hierarchy. It's, it's a communication and it's a back and forth. I just think that is so important. And so Rad, why is that so radical in today? I don't know. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Like maybe your history. With so history. yeah, that
1: was, um, that's been something that's always been a little part. I've always included them. I've always talked to them like adults in a way of, hey, this is what's going on. What do you guys want to do about this? And gotten their opinion. But as we moved into homeschooling, yeah, I just saw that even more. Where when we made our schedules for our day we sat down and we did it together, because then they have ownership in it. When we talk, like if we have a problem, um, for instance, like bedtime, I go to bed earlier than my kids. I get up early and they were um, preventing me from sleeping because they were being pretty loud. So we had a family meeting and just said, hey, here's um, here's kind of the problem that's going on. What are everybody's solutions? How does everybody feel like that, about this? and you know they come up with solutions that I would never even think of Mm -hmm. and then since they had a hand in coming up with them and some of them I'm like yeah well I'm not okay with that one because Mm -hmm. xyz but that we can have a discussion about it and they understand the importance and then when it comes down to it hey guys remember we agreed upon that with that as a family like we've also set our family values so that any rule or any decision we have to make we as a family can go back to our values and be like well look at our family values okay this is important to us because of this um so that's and like that helps me not feel guilt and shame um homeschooling having them home and also running a business like as a family we value money because we want to do certain things we want to experience things together Um, have things so I need time to run my business so that we can have income and they know how that works they're actually a part of my business there's jobs that I ask them if they want to be a part of or not and they know how it works and are a part of that as well Mm.
0: yeah I love that because I feel like most people would just be like Oh my God, I'm so tired. Why are you guys up making noise? And then just like it would be the shit that's really a shame way of approaching the situation versus just like this is happening. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just love that. And it maybe to other people doesn't seem as revolutionary, but I think it is moving out of old school parenting. I know that's how I was raised, where it would be mm-hmm. like something happens, you get yelled at. Something happens shame on you and that kind of approach and so it's something that I am in the process of unlearning and so you've been such an inspiration for me moving into that
1: (laughs) thank you and I also have to remember to like use those same strategies on myself because do I find myself in situations where I'm tired I've got to get up super early for a class and I'm yelling when I don't want to be yelling or saying things absolutely so I get to like Look at myself and be like, okay, that's not what I want to do or how I want to handle that. But I get to give myself grace, forgive myself, and this is part of my learning too. Yes, <laughs> kids
0: do that. They bring up all of the lessons that you need to learn. Yes. It is almost like a fast track in the karmic path of like, okay, you mm-hmm. you have a lot more opportunities to learn mm-hmm. than you do just going about your life in a solo kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Tell me about your practice of living authentically. And I know we kind of touched on this in like being inspired by other people. It's just so easy, especially in the beginning of something new, to absorb like the way another person does something. What does your practice of living authentically look like? Yeah,
1: so for me, um it gosh, sometimes I um, I'm gonna reference human design a little bit here because I think it comes from this, um, but my profile of human design, which is kind of um, like astro ch- an astro chart kind of thing. Um, I'm a one three, so I'm an investigator and I'm also a martyr. So I like to investigate. So I go out and I learn from people. I love learning from other people. Like, what do you do? But then I'm also like part of this martyr like, well, I like that piece, but not this piece. So I have learned, I used to go out and be like, oh my gosh, if I'm gonna be successful, I must do that thing. I must get up at 4 a.m. every day. And then I'm like, that's crap, I can't do that. So now I've found a balance between those two of like, I get to go and learn, but then I get to take it, and it comes back to like that same learning. I get to play with it. I give myself permission to play and get curious, and then, does that feel good to me or does it not? If it does, in what way? like how can I adapt that to be mine? Um, for me, it comes down to it comes down to a lot of daily habits yep. in being authentic, little things versus having to do, um, feel like there's a lot in the world like we have to do these grand, big things. And I think, I can only do grand big things like once in a while, but I can stack a lot of little awesome things Mm -hmm. every day to make every day like an awesome day. So it comes down to like a morning routine for me, a bedtime routine, And even like weekly and not even routines. I like to call them rhythms because when I tried to like set them up to times, that just was too confining for me. So like a rhythm, like what are some ways in which I like to start my day and have options and wake up and check in like what feels right today. All right, this is what I'm going to do today. And um, to just have a little time to myself and a little rhythm to my week as far as like I need at least, you know, some chunks of days to be alone time, downtime, journaling. Some chunks of days to be going and connecting with other people, um, and just always checking in to like, why am I doing this? It for me, it's really come down to like a radical mindfulness practice mm-hmm. of being super aware. I love. I'm at a point now where I have this awareness that. I, if I see myself in a situation, especially where I'm not being my authentic self or the true self I want to be, I will start to, like, feel like I have a little out-of-body experience of Mm. coming out and watching the situation as a whole, not from within, and, like, Christy, you're stuck in that pattern again. Like, really, you're blaming. I'm really good at Mm. blaming my kids and my husband, like... What's going on here? And I can just credit like a radical mindfulness practice Mm -hmm. of becoming really aware of myself.
0: Nice, yeah, and I really think it is like like you said, not like a two-hour morning practice at 4 a.m. every day. (laughs) It's creating the habit of pausing, reflecting, and just being mindful about your habits the way that you naturally would react and how you would mindfully react. And more of those pauses during the day help you embrace your authenticity in a way where it's like, I know what I want to do today. It's like, fuck the shoulds, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. we get so caught up in like what we ought to do. So what would you say to somebody who maybe feels like stuck in the way they've always been living things who repeats, well, I have to do this, or I should do this a lot. Like somebody who maybe even for, as an expander, for other teachers who are looking to get out and do something differently, what would you say is like the biggest way to start the practice of unlearning or starting to lead a a more unconventional life?
1: Yeah. I, um, Sometimes it's just tiny simple things and for me the biggest game-changers for me are one a practice that you taught me of um, wake up and What are three things I can do today to like create a life? I love live the life. I want be my authentic self and Sometimes those three things are like <laughs> Dance to one song. Yeah, um, read part of a book or journal or like not do the dishes. Or, like it'll even be like little like it's the tiniest thing sometimes. Sometimes I'll be like call a friend. Like they're super tiny things. Um sometimes they're big things. So and then at the end of the day check in what did I do today to do this? And sometimes the things I did are totally different and that's okay as long as like I'm I'm building that awareness. And then the other thing is um, the littlest thing I had to do to start was to make a promise to myself that I'm not allowed to get up and do like whatever things I normally do so I was good like you get up and you just bam you start getting ready if you're leaving the house for work or you get up and you do the dishes you do um, laundry I had to make a promise to myself that like I'm not allowed to do those things until I do something else that I want to do for the morning that like helps me connect with myself, lights me up. A little yoga practice can be five minutes, but I'm legit not allowed to do those things until I do that. And then just checking in with yourself. Um, a lot of journaling helped me. Like, what even as simple as like, what things do I like? What things do I not like? Mm. That simple practice helped me realize. Um, I was pretending to like things that I didn't really enjoy.
0: Why do we do that? We do because it's other people do it or we're told that in our society to be accepted, you should like these things, you should dislike these things, Mm -hmm. and we should agree with the masses in that way. Yeah, so it seems like a bookends practice of like start and end your day with a check-in of some kind Mm -hmm. where you're asking yourself what do you actually want And that is a practice that builds and then you get better at realizing what you actually want to do i definitely have been going through that too with just kind of taking this summer to realize this is yoga slow season i have you know not created new courses which i that's kind of what i do is i do courses whether online or a series and you know, I think in my mind, it's so easy to get caught up. Oh, I should be creating. I should be doing. I should be putting something out there. I mean, I'm doing this podcast. That's not mm-hmm. nothing, right? Why in my mind is that nothing? Um, it's because it's not what I should be doing mm-hmm. in my mind. And that's that's the catcher. The That's the catch there is like, what do I actually want to do? Oh, I don't feel like putting out a course right now. Like, okay like why do we have all of these expectations of ourselves that we don't even check in with is this actually what I want you know
1: that's so true um absolutely and with that like I had to just start unsubscribing Mm. and unfollowing because yeah or you can get caught up in like I'm supposed to be doing that because that these people are. And they're successful,
0: and, so I should do yeah, what they do because they're successful. But
1: it's no. When I've also a lot of learning. Anytime I've tried to put something out inauthentically, something because I think I should, instead of like I desire to do this, it does not flow well. I have resentment. Nobody comes to it because I'm not attracting anybody. And it's not what needs to be. And it's okay for us to have seasons of growth checking in with ourselves because if we're not doing our own practice yeah we're we're not gonna you know and put out stuff so it's
0: okay and as entrepreneurs I think we can learn so much about what you said about how you are homeschooling your kids is we don't always have to be putting out the same quality things we don't have to always be putting out every couple weeks we do the same different kind of series like whatever it is is let there be seasons to what it is that you want to create. Maybe there's a season where you're learning new lessons that you will then share later and it's not time to put it out yet. So holding ourselves to consistent output, I think is bullshit. And it's part of the conditioning that we come up with that we have to show up the same every single day. That's our society. It says Show up same time every day, same way every day. Give us the same energy every day. And that is not how we work as humans. There are seasons to our creativity. There are seasons to our energy levels. And starting to honor those starts with these daily check-ins and connecting to authentic desires. What do I actually want to do, accomplish, or feel today? So... For people who are interested in learning from you and just like absorbing some of what you have, what kind of stuff do you have going on right now that people can jump on board with? Yeah.
1: So one of my favorite things that I'm super excited about is I just launched um, a monthly membership program that's called Grow Your Own Practice. And it is absolutely what we just talked about here is I put out Ideas to you practices in mindfulness meditation and yoga Um, Each month I will give you options for yoga classes and they are short that can fit into your life Um, I just created all the first content. So I'm super excited. There's like 26 minute practice a 15 minute practice um, maybe a 10 minute and then there is like a three minute practice as to like Here's something that you can learn that you can do on your own anytime you need breath and movement. And then there's mindfulness practices, meditation practices, journal practices, not meant to overwhelm you, but meant to give you a little taste to play around with and figure out what works for you. And then there's a private Facebook support group that talks about like integration, like how do you start? There's also some beginner, like how do you start a practice? What do you need? And I show you how you can start with nothing and how you don't need all these special things, and how showing up for yourself is self care. And it doesn't mean you have to wake up at 4 a.m., but Mm. you can um, commit to yourself. I also will work on um, partnering, like getting you to find some accountability, accountability groups, so you can have somebody that's working on the same stuff with you to kind of check in with. and then there'll be a monthly coaching call where a live, um, you can join that or it can be recorded to watch at your own time. And of course, Thirst Month's theme is fear because it was <laughs> super scary for me to put this out there and super scary for people to commit. So that's $30 a month, um, Starting it starts now so people can join that. And then I also do um, like one-on-one guidance sessions, um, in person or online and it is incorporating all things, yoga, Reiki, uh, human design, um, but really like an authenticity journey of to like how, I'm not gonna tell you, you must do these things. I'm Mm -hmm. going to guide you through playing around and figuring out what works for you, unschooling all the things, all the things I'm experiencing in my life because that is what we are able to do best and that's what I do. Like I was born a teacher and what I'm meant to do. So I love sharing things and guiding people to make things work for them.
0: In your own way, which yes. I love. Not telling them you should quit your job, but what do you want to do? I love it. So where can they find you and sign up for these yeah. things? So
1: I have a website. It is um, christylangman.com, C H R I S T Y. Langman is like hangman, but with an L instead of an H, and that's the easiest way to remember it. Um, you can find me at face on Facebook at um, facebook.com/slash C L Yoga um but yeah those are great ways to connect with me
0: awesome well thank you so much for being on this week's episode i think you are going to be an expander for many people ready to make the big leap into a more authentic way of being so thank you for being on yes thank you Week's episode. If you feel called to, I would appreciate you to rate and review this podcast. Go ahead and just click the five stars in Apple Podcasts. It's so easy and it is a way that you can help me grow this podcast to be more visible. Top 100. Let's do it. (laughs) Thank you so much to my podcast editor, Kyle Piper KP. You can get a hold of him to edit your own podcast or work on your website. And his information is in the show notes. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a wonderful week.